This is Heavy Conversation with Bruce and Jody, a podcast where we talk about being a big guy in today's world. I'm Bruce. And I'm Jody. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we go. Bruce, how's it going? It's going. It's going. It's good. Good, good to see you. Did, I, I put on my uh, my flannel here. I see Just, you're rocking the flannel already. Is it officially fall yet? I don't even know when that is. It is. So I, I read this news piece yesterday <laughs> that was like, fall officially begins at 12.51 p.m., which was oh, like the most random. 12.51, exactly. Yeah. So apparently it is it is fall as of, oh, okay. yeah, 12.51 p.m., yeah, whatever okay. day. Yes. Yeah. So happy fall. Happy fall. It is my favorite time of year, so I'm excited. Yeah. Rock the flannels. You can mm-hmm. drink darker beer. You can wear coats and not sweat to death. Right. Yeah. Some That's layers. what I was going to say. It is your, it's your beer season for sure. Yes, for sure. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't pick a dark beer for today. Oh. You didn't? No, you know what? I didn't either. We might as well just get into our beers since I'm, I'm super excited about my beer. Okay. Um, so uh, I... So Belching Beaver is a uh, brewery, yes, is a, a brewery with a great name, uh, yep. based in uh, California, and uh, it's Oceanside, California, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they do a uh, collaboration with the band Deftones, which I've been listening to since I was like sixteen. Okay, and uh, they put out a number of beers, and they did one that is a special edition. It's a limited edition beer. Uh, for their album White Pony, which came out about 20 years ago. It's for oh, the 20th anniversary. Okay. Um, it has been very hard to get a hold of. I tried to get it a few weeks ago, and I had to order it from a special place that had to see if they could get it, and then finally got it, and I went and picked it up yesterday. When I went in to get it, the guy was like, so how'd you hear about this beer? And I was like, well, I, you know, I like the band and I follow them and uh, saw them talking about it. And he said, you are like the fir- the fourth person who's been in here today Weird. looking for this beer. So I almost, I almost did the dastardly thing and bought all of the cans of the beer. <laughs> I'm just going to take it all, please. But I thought about how, uh, how much that would suck if it was me coming yeah, in and they were, were all gone. In, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, I took four and I left and it is, uh, so it's uh, white pony, uh, double dry hopped India pale ale okay. and, um, white pony from belching beaver. beaver. Yes. So, um, I'm going to admit that I did drink one as soon as I got the beer in my possession. So, mm-hmm. uh, this is my second one and I'll say that it's, um, it is uh, very easy drinking. It's a it's a seven percent uh, alcohol, but it's um, it's good. It's easy to drink. It's uh, very flavorful. It's uh, you know a little juicy, uh, not nice. too juicy. Um, I like it. This is one that I that I could see making a a, a regular drinker. You know, it's hoppy, so but it doesn't. Will it be a regular thing, or is it a like a special one time only thing? My understanding is that it's a, that it's a one-off that they're okay. they're only doing it uh, you know for a short amount of time. So uh, the guy that I at the store that I got it from the beer bar that I that I went to was like, uh, yeah, you better get it now because it's going to go fast and we won't be able to get more. So hmm. uh, I was very excited to get it. Uh, yeah, it says uh, 
to commemorate the 20th anniversary of White Pony, we are pleased to bring you this celebration of hops. Uh, perfect to enjoy while listening to the album. We feel the best way to honor this milestone is to collaborate on a beer loaded with flavor. So we pumped up the volume and double dry hopped this IPA. The uh, This adds an extra layer of hop aroma with notes of grapefruit, resulting in a juicy tropical IPA. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, I I like it a lot. It's a, it's a really good one. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, I guess since we're talking about them, I I have uh, wise words from Dancing Gnome Brewery. Um, it's actually a, a collaboration. Yes, they're all weird names. <laughs> Dancing Gnome. I love and it. And in collaboration with War Cloud Brewing Company. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's a it's a dipper. So mm. it's a double IPA. Nice. Which we remember that from yes. previously. I didn't know what that was. Um, it's a collaboration with War Cloud and Dancing Gnome. They produce for the 2020 Fresh Fest. It's an 8%, though. So it's a little stronger. Mm. I did open it already, so I tried it. Nice. It's, it's a really, it says hazy, dank experience. So Dancing Gnome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Dancing Gnome, Belching Beaver. I think we're. Yeah, they're. Yeah. They'd be, yep. the same, you know, they go to the same party. Yes, that's right. That's Mine's right. From, mine's from Pittsburgh, so they'd have to meet somewhere in the middle. So uh, thank you for obliging me on this. I know we, you'd normally do our, our beers <laughs> after the news, but yes. uh, I got a little excited, so right. uh, had to jump into it now. But we do have a few pieces of news this week to cover. All right. So uh, first off uh, is a, um, well, potentially tasty treat. Uh, <laughs> our friends at Burger King are testing a chocolate Whopper. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Know. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's a beef patty that's been coated in chocolate mm -hmm. with uh, the candied syrup as, as the ketchup and uh, um, yeah, candied slash chocolate items made to mimic a Whopper's traditional toppings of onions pickles and tomato uh it's been the concept was tested in 2018 um now it's going international so uh that means probably not here uh looks like taiwan oh okay um what do you think about that do you think you would eat the chocolate whopper i would not i'm, <laughs> I'm probably gonna a a, 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 a beef patty Coated in chocolate with stuff on it? I don't know. So it has chocolate sauce, apparently plus peanut butter. I, uh, this, this is a translation, so this may be wrong, but here's exactly what it says. Uh, come and taste the Tainan limited edition Hershey's chocolate huabao directly with chocolate sauce plus peanut butter plus roast beef <laughs> salty and sweet wonderful combination so uh the sweetness of peanuts over chocolate is unexpectedly delicious so uh try it out is basically what it says um white yeah. chocolate rings covered in raspberry sauce yeah so i don't think so i i would take one for the team and try it i'm i'm a little curious it feels like it feels like it'd just be like chocolate on a hamburger doesn't feel like you would get a like there would be a lot happening there that you could really yeah i don't know the taste but i like the peanut 
peanut butter or peanut sauce or something, that would be, I, I don't know. Right, right. I mean, I would, I might try it, like buy one and like cut it up and have everyone try it or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know that that would. I'm, they don't need to add that to the menu. That's for sure. I will say that uh, reading about this and talking about it now has definitely made me want a Whopper. So <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time I had a Whopper. I don't call it Burger King. It's yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while for me too. But um, yeah, so there well, you go. Maybe that'll uh, be if our, you... ap- our afternoon evening uh, break. Yes. Whopper break. I like it. Yes. (laughs) So if if you're listening to this and you've tried this chocolate Whopper, uh, please let us know about it because uh, Mm -hmm. I'm very curious what it's actually like. Yeah, that sounds strange. All right. All right. So uh, the next piece of news is less news and more about a thing that I enjoyed. So take it for what it is. Yep. Uh, Have you watched Away on Netflix? I haven't yet. That space one with... uh, man. Yes, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Yeah, I was like, so, so I watched it because I was basically out of shows, and I thought, (laughs) well, I saw something about this, but I don't know, and it was great. Like, blew blew me away. I was I was really surprised with how good it was. Um, It was, you know, I was like, okay, space. You know, they're going to Mars. This could be kind of cool. You Mm -hmm, know, it's mm -hmm. it's sort of in my wheelhouse. Uh, It was great. I was actually really impressed with the way that they put the show together. I mean, it's about space, but it's not. It's definitely more character driven. It's about family dynamics. Dynamics. It's about relationships. It is. um, It doesn't play up space it's it seems to be really true to what it would be like if you went to space okay and if you were trying to go to mars and i'll tell you right now that i am not going to mars because holy crap some of the things that can happen to you i don't want to ruin it if okay. you know because you haven't seen it yeah, but yeah. there there are things that happen on uh, whenever you're in space for an extended period of time that i want nothing to do with that's all oh. i'm saying oh. so until they get those things figured out I'm not okay. going to space. Now I, I got to watch it because I don't know what happens. It was, but it was you when you're in space. They just, they did a really good job of making that uh, pretty realistic, you know, as far as um, what it, what it's like when you go to space. But they also did a really good job of not, you know, it's, it's a, it's a show on Netflix. So of course there's, there's drama, but they didn't mm-hmm. make it like overly dramatic in, in a ridiculous way. They okay. did it. They did it in a way that kept it, it felt like it was really grounded and really interesting. And the only thing that I'll say about the end is that they could very easily just end it with just this one season. And I would be very happy with that because okay. it feels like it would be tough. Yes, they could definitely make it a second season. And, you know, chances are, yeah. if lots of people are watching, they're going to. Yeah, but I know it's been up on the top, whatever, 10 list for since it came out. So. Right, right. So, you know, it's I will definitely watch the second season if there is one, but they don't have to do that. That's I, I think it, it was that good. The first the first season gets it done. So definitely recommend if you haven't watched it yet, uh, check it out. All right. I will probably have to start. I will start that tonight. Probably. Awesome. <laughs> yes. And the, the last thing I have is just a really quick uh, uh, note. Uh, 2020, it's a dumpster fire. If, if you weren't aware of that, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, to pile on top of that, all the movies that you thought you might see dropping by the end of this year, uh, they are not. And yep. movies that you thought were coming out at the beginning of next year, 
they are not. Everything is being pushed back. And uh, Disney just announced that they're pushing back a ton of uh, movies, you know, I mean, everything from West Side Story to a bunch of their Marvel movies to Deep Water, Death on the Nile. I mean, basically everything you've been excited to see is being pushed back to uh, much later in the year next year. So Mm -hmm. fingers crossed that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we still get to go and see movies or that they finally just break down and go, okay. You know, we'll do like the Mulan thing where we're going to charge you $39 to watch it on your TV at home. Yeah. I think for some of those movies, people would still do it. Oh, so, yeah. We'll I see. Mean, pretty, everyone's got their home set up down, you know, so I I almost did it. But then everyone said Mulan wasn't that great. So I didn't rent it. That was the that was the thing for me, too, is that I was <laughs> like, well, you know, it. it I would pay for a movie that I really want to see that's, yeah. that's supposed to be good. But yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I heard Mulan wasn't. uh wasn't as good as it could have been. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yes. on to what we're actually here for to talk about today. Our Ooh. subject. This is a good one because it's it's pretty it's pretty meaty. It's pretty juicy for us. Yes, uh, it's right up our alley. Yes. So we're going to talk about how to design and market clothes for big and tall bodies mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. many brands don't get it. They're not doing it right, or they're afraid to dip their toe into this space. And we just want to talk about some of the things that uh, they should do and some of the things they should stay away from. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot here. Yeah. And I honestly, um, we've talked about some of this stuff throughout different episodes, and we've touched on a lot of these things, but um, it's kind of a, we just want to kind of have a comprehensive, this is what we think you should do or what we've done or seen that's worked, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, totally. We've co- we've covered so many of these things. And if you've been listening for a long time, you'll probably recognize some of the stuff, but we definitely don't have it all in one place. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, the first thing that really stands out to me is uh, making sure that when clothes are being designed for big and tall customers, mm-hmm. that they actually consider big bodies when making them don't just upsize clothes don't make sure you're you're trying to make a fit for a variety of different bodies make sure you understand how bodies expand past certain sizes and make sure that your things actually fit the way that they're supposed to and a lot of companies don't do that yeah well it it comes down to um fit models um and using you need to use bigger bodies as the fit models so that those are the like you start here at this size and then you can what's called there's something called grading where you go up or down from that size so traditionally it's a it's a on the very low end um for like standard sizing and then they just literally up just keep grading way up but the problem with that is that like armholes don't need to continually get bigger or the sleeves don't need to get so long. So if you start with a bigger body as your fit guide or your fit model, then you can go up or down from there. And it, it makes it much more, much, much easier to actually use big bodies instead of starting with a small size and just exponentially increasing the, the sizing from there. It just doesn't, our bodies don't work that way. Um, you know, your arm, your arm doesn't get that much bigger around or that much longer. And you just get bigger, you know. Sure. 
Yeah. So you can you can work a lot of those problems out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's not something that that you have to put something out. You definitely should not put something out with a lot of uh, without without testing it, without making sure you've got a, a fit model that's bigger. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's really surprising how some brands will will drop they'll drop a new collection or a new extended size line and realize it is not good for that customer, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they then they'll just cut it off and they won't do it anymore because they failed once. And so they feel like they can't break that uh, segment. And that's not the case. I mean, it, it's, it's about planning. It's about doing it right. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's a lot that goes into like, once you do, once you have sizing and everything that you think is going to work for your, your customer base, you have to show it with big bodies. You have to advertise it with big bodies. You know, that's, that's a big thing. And actually get the word out there to people. Don't just launch it on your website and don't really, you know, yes, it's not like a big, you know, press briefing or like ad campaign or anything. And you're like, Oh, people don't want it. Cause they didn't buy it. Well, most people didn't even know that you did it. So that's a, that's a very good point. If you're going to take the time and spend the money to create these clothes, make sure that you promote it. And we'll be digging down as we kind of go through this and uh, different ways that uh, you can do that to make sure you're doing it right. But mm-hmm. it, there are there are a ton of companies that they carry a 3x or a 4x or a 5x or a 6x mm-hmm. and they don't nobody knows nobody knows it you know and it's and you're definitely not seeing it uh, reflected on their website and they're not promoting it they just happen to have the stuff and they're hoping for the best and yeah that's not the way to go about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so another thing to think about is uh and this is a big one consider style bigger oh, yeah. people want stylish clothing too mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the whole thing. And I mean, I, I think for me, a big reason that I started Chubster was because I couldn't find things I wanted to wear in my size. It wasn't just about finding things that could cover my body. It was about finding things that were stylish that I was seeing, uh, you know, more mainstream sizes wearing or that I was seeing at other stores that don't carry extended sizes. I want that stuff. I want to wear it. And yeah, when you do that. You're going to sell more of it and you're going to have a happier customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's once you get the the fits down, it's easy to do pretty much any style or any items, um, you know, doing fashionable prints that are on the shirts, not just tie dye or um, not just like tropical shirts, you know, even though those I like a lot of those, but not just that. Right. You know, doing joggers, doing um, sh- shorter shorts, doing all these different things that everyone else you see at the mall or you see wherever you go, just do those as well. See what everyone is wearing and do those same things. It's not like you have to completely reinvent the wheel for plus size people. You know, we want the same things that everyone else want just in our sizes. Right. Right. And uh, I know that, that brands that are doing that, that are thinking about style and thinking about fit and selling those clothes, they sell, mm-hmm. people are buying them. You know, we, we see that through, Chubster. I mean, you obviously see it through Bearskin. You're selling you're selling stuff that people want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they can't find in other places. So that's yeah, exactly it's big. It's important. Yeah. I mean, and I think you know, even during our completely different 2020, you know, basics are really important. But you can still add little touches of of you know style and color and you know all that kind of stuff that are still important that people want, even if it is a little bit more basic. You know, people are kind of not going too crazy with their their um, colors and prints and patterns and everything. But 
you know, that just every season is a little different. So, but we still want the same stuff. Right. Absolutely. So another thing to consider is that, you know, one of the, one of the problems that, that companies run into and that I've heard people talk about is that trying to fit bigger bodies is more challenging in some cases. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways to help mitigate that is not the only thing, obviously, but using fabrics that stretch Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That can definitely help because it accommodates more body types. Yeah. So it's definitely something to consider. There, there, you know, companies that are taking something that uh, that might work for a smaller customer and, and making it in the same fabric that doesn't need to stretch for them, and so you're getting button down shirts that uh, don't fit well in certain areas or yeah. or jeans. You know, the same kind of thing. Having stretch fabric makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you said, because that that is a that was something that we totally ran into with bearskin is that big bodies are big in different ways. So even if you do size it up, some people for ours, it was like some people have really big butts. Some people don't have any butt. Some people have really big thighs. Some people don't. It's like, you got to figure out these different, you know, all these different shapes and sizes that go into it being a plus size person or a big person. And that was, you know, a big thing for us. So we, you know, we do have the four way stretch fabric that accommodates a little bit more in different places, depending on where you hold your weight, you know, some like have a big belly or bigger arms or what, you know, whatever, whatever it is that stretch fabric is kind of a game changer. And I've noticed that a, a lot, like, especially with jeans, a mm. lot of the denim is a, it's a stretch fabric. So it'll, if you have bigger thighs or bigger calves or bigger butt or whatever it is, it can kind of accommodate a little bit more of that, a little bit right. more ability. Yeah. Once they started putting stretch fabric into, into jeans, it was like a whole new world. That mm-hmm. was, yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I, yep. I mean, I always, when I'm working, I'm like, you need to just try on a couple pairs of jeans and people are like, Oh, I can never find jeans that I like. I'm like, well, jeans have changed in the last you know few years. So definitely give them a try. And people are like blown away. They're like, wow, this is so stretchy. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a pleasant surprise. So if you haven't tried any stretchy uh, jeans or uh, shirts that stretch or any of that kind of stuff, do yourself a favor and mm-hmm. give it a try. Go try some on. Yes. Uh, so another thing that is really important that many, many uh, brands overlook is their fit guide mm-hmm. is being very specific with their fit guide. So yeah. we we evangelize here on Heavy Conversation for uh, knowing your measurements, knowing your actual exact measurements, because you can generally go to lots of different websites and find clothes that are going to fit you. Now, that's mm-hmm. not it's not 100% foolproof, but it's better than just saying, I wear a 2X and going and buying something and finding <laughs> out that their 2X is really a large and mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. going to work for you. Yep. So making sure that if you are creating a clothing line or if you are a retailer making sure that your fit guide is legit and that it that it covers the entire range of sizes that you have that's yeah. really important and it's something that this week i was looking at a brand that reached out and pitched chubster and they have extended size clothing but their fit guide stops at xl so you kind of have to just guess <laughs> what the sizing is going to be as you go up and yeah. that's yeah that is difficult, you yeah. know, that, so. I, that is a big thing. Whenever I am shopping at a different place or like you said, seeing new brands, that's like one of the first places I go 
is to see what what are their actual measurements on those on the sizing like you know i'm always checking out new underwear brands or whatever and seeing what what sizes are they doing are they doing bigger sizes what are those measurements and i'm like okay well those are not realistic sizing you know or, or their ranges are really small too like because with underwear the, it stretches quite a bit and i'm like you only have a two inch range in that underwear i don't feel like that's a very stretchy underwear if it only has can go from like a 32 to a 34 you know like that so those are just things to really definitely keep an eye on and check out their fit guides and see exactly what those measurements are absolutely that's, that's a big Ab one Definitely. And you already touched on this, but I kind of want to bring it back because I think, I think this is, this is important. And I, and I've seen some, um, some pushback on this, uh, from some designers and brands, uh, okay. use plus size fit models. So we mm -hmm. talked about, you, you brought this up and obviously having a plus size fit model is going to help you get a more realistic fit for the clothes that you're making. Now, one of the things people reach out to Chubster and they're looking for models or whether it's for photo shoots or whether it's for, you know, fit models for whatever they're, they're putting together. They're saying that they can't find them anywhere. So the thing is, there are a lot of options, you know, there yeah. are people out there who can help you find those things. So uh, don't give up on that and just go with your traditionally sized mm -hmm. fit model it's not going to help you in the long run. It, the more effort that you put into making sure you get fit right, the better you're going to be. Mm -hmm. Well, I think some of the trouble that people designers have with finding bigger plus or bigger uh, fit models is that your fit model really needs to stay the exact same size throughout that process. Mm. And bigger bodies fluctuate, I think, a lot more than like a traditional fit size model. So you literally need them to stay the exact same inches wherever you're fitting them. And it can be a little bit more difficult for a plus size body to be exactly the same. Cause it's, it takes a, it's a process. You go in, you do the fitting, you go back, you do, you know, sew the designs, you do the thing, you come back, right. how does that fit? Like it could be like a week later or a couple of weeks later or, you know, months later, by the time you get the exact fabrics, everything you know so sure that is some of the the difficulty yes it is more difficult but it's not mm -hmm. impossible it can you can make it happen so absolutely and the great thing is that as the industry is uh growing we're starting to see more people who are specifically plus size fit models there mm -hmm. are people out there that are doing this so they have done it enough that they understand okay we need to stay around a specific size range to make this mm -hmm. work and, and they can, you know, they're willing to do that and they can make that work for you. So don't give up on trying to find fit models that are going to work. That's huge. Yeah. Yep. A lot of times it's like some of the designers are plus size. So a lot of times mm -hmm. they just end up using themselves, which is perfect the models. So that, uh, that happens a lot too. Mm -hmm. I was, I was a model for a lot of our <laughs> stuff at the beginning too. So nice. It happens. So, you know, another, big piece of this that uh, is often overlooked and it's been talked about for years and years and we are seeing it change to an extent mm -hmm. use a variety of plus size models in your catalog and marketing campaigns yes so we're not just saying you're a traditional big and tall guy who's like the ex-football player who happens yeah. to be tall yep. might be a little bit chubby but isn't 
mm-hmm. you know, think about your average customer, think about different body types and represent, do that right. You want to show people who look like your customer. There's always been this idea that that the customer doesn't, they want to see somebody that uh, uh, the mainstream considers appealing. Mm-hmm. Now, we want to see ourselves represented in yeah, the clothes and in the marketing. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. That's what we want. And we look at ourselves as, as though we're great. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it is, I think in a lot of cases, it is the industry getting caught up in their own heads. It's a lot of their mm-hmm. kind of biases. And yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, they, a lot of them are big ships and they're hard to turn or change. So they're used to doing it a certain way and they just, you know, they're like, oh, we're just going to keep doing it that way. But more often than not, customers want to see themselves represented in the advertising. They want to see how is that going to look like that? That was one of the big things for us at Bearskin. When you go to the big and tall section in a department store and you grab the 6X underwear and the and the guy on the label has a six pack, <laughs> right? Not a, he's not a 6X, he has a six pack. You're like, well, that's not how that's going to look on my body. Right. So I don't even know what is that, what is this going to look like? So it's a complete disconnect from what the, what the product actually is and does to what a lot of the advertisements are showing you. Yeah. And, and part of it is just getting past the idea that bigger people can't be aspirational. Mm-hmm. I really think that's mm-hmm. a, a big piece of it because, uh, you know, you're obviously seeing it. your entire business is is built around this idea of of uh, real bodies and yeah. real people wearing the clothes and modeling modeling the underwear and mm-hmm. and you know with Chubster when we feature bigger models, which is all we do when you're featuring those bigger people wearing the clothes, that stuff sells. So yeah. if you're trying to make the case that you need to show these kinds of models and you can't quite get the 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 sign off for that you need to be able to show them examples and it, mm-hmm. it is happening. So, uh, you know, one of the, I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you've seen this, but, uh, on, on DXL.com, there's a, uh, there's a page that has, uh, images oh, yeah. of all I the models. Yeah. So I, did. That, I thought that was pretty cool. Cause there was like, you're like the, one of the shorties. Yes. And I was like, wow, it is nice to see them all together to see that. Cause sometimes you just see one guy and you're like, Oh, I don't really know how big he is. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it shows all, it shows all of us. And I'm one of the two short guys that, uh, that are there short and wide. And and it's just seeing all these guys together. It has all these different body types and all these different, uh, people. And I mean, they run the spectrum and it's really cool. The, the only thing that I would say about that is, uh, my face in that, uh, image (laughs) of me. Yeah. You look a little, I look, I look pained. I look pained, but that aside, I love it. And, just being able to see the body types and all that, it's really big. It's really, it's really important. It's just something we don't get to see enough of. Mm-hmm. So and they got Sherman in there too. He's important. He's always yes. in the marketing. The dog, right? Yes. The, yeah. bu- the, bulldog, the bulldog or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so yes, when you, when you see, uh, when you see yourself being represented in, uh, you know, marketing for whatever the product is, mm-hmm. it makes a big difference. So, that is definitely something to consider as you're putting together your big and tall clothing yeah. line. I mean, so I, and I know I've said it before, but I literally pretty much every day get messages either on Instagram or Facebook or emails saying, you know, thanking us for using bigger bodies. You know, it's like, 
those people are so inspirational because they're putting their bodies out there and they look so like they're, you know, so confident and, you know, having a great time. So, you know, they, people definitely appreciate it more than you think. Absolutely. So, I mean, that really covers it. There, there's a lot more that you could go into and, and there's more in-depth stuff. If you were a designer that you, we could get into, but this is kind of a, more of a high level. These are the main points to Mm -hmm. consider. If you do these things, you're going to be in a good place and you will be able to create something that is going to work well for you. So take this, use it as a guide to start mm-hmm. from and go from there. And uh, we need we need more brands that are carrying extended sizes and we're, we're seeing more brands cropping up all the time. So uh, we're going to continue to see that from companies large and small. It's a good thing. Use this as, as your guide and go from there. Yeah. And if you are trying to expand or do a plus size line, reach out to us. We can, you know, be some sort of consultant for you and give you more ideas and more in-depth stuff. So definitely reach out to us for that. Definitely. Well, Well, thanks, Bruce. I appreciate you kind of coming on this journey of marketing clothes for big bodies and making clothes for big bodies. I know it's something very important to both of us. So. It is, it is. And I'm sure we'll come back to this in a future episode because there's always something to talk about here. So awesome. Well, thanks everybody. All right. See you next week. Bye, Bruce. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heavy Conversation. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. podcasts.